Welcome to In Every Season podcast. Thank you for joining us today. This is the fourth story that we will be hearing in the season of being widowed and young. Today we're going to be talking to my guest Chichi and we're going to discuss some hot topics such as marrying a widower, the loss of physical intimacy, finding company with the Holy Spirit and letting go of anger. Through this interview, we hear Chi-Chi's journey into widowhood through her descriptive storytelling, quick wit and transparency. I hope you enjoy this part of her story. Hello sis, how are you? Good, and you? I'm good. I'm very good. So thank you for joining us today on In Every Season podcast. Um, For the listeners out there, can you please introduce yourself? Okay, so um, I'm Chidema. I live in Nigeria, Lagos, Nigeria. Mm -hmm. And um, I work in an advertising company as the admin manager and um, executive assistant to, to the management. Okay. So pretty much that's it. Okay, perfect. So obviously for you being on this um, show in this particular season, as you know, we're talking about um, widowhood. Um, Before we go into, you know, how you coped and your journey and your story, um, do you mind to share a little bit on how you met your late husband? Yeah, sure. Okay, so um, we attend the same church. Okay. We used we attended the same church. Now I mean, have to speak in the past. Mm. So um, and um, he was a widower. Okay. When I mean, I I knew him all the while. You know, we're in church. I mean, I knew his late wife. Okay. And when she passed, you know, so I mean, I just knew him as a church member and all that. Yeah. For some reason, um. So he was working on a project mm-hmm. and um, some with some group of you know young people in church, mm-hmm. and um, he happened to be talking to them, you know, more like scolding them that they didn't deliver on time. Okay. And I'm this kind of person that I just like to you know butt in, not being nosy. <laughs> I just butt in and make people laugh, and I and I, I go on. Yeah. So I see him talking to them. I'm like, you guys, you've not done this thing, and I just butt I butt in, and I was like, hey. What haven't they done? Whatever is they've not done, don't worry, I'll sort it out for you, okay? Mm-hmm. And then everybody started laughing. I mean, I was joking. <laughs> I didn't even know what they were talking about. But I just, it's just someone I see, and I say hello and all that. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing, I get a call from him, and he was like, were you serious about that thing? So they were going to write something on um, worship. Okay. He told them to write an article on praise and worship. Okay. And then he was like, oh, were you serious about that? I said, about what? I said, like the project. And I'm like, um, what was it about? And he goes like, you didn't know? I said, no, I was just kidding. And I said, okay, fine. Because I sing in the choir in my church. And he says, okay, fine. So you should be able to write something oh, wow. you know, on praise and worship. And I'm like, okay. So I did it, and um, I remember I emailed it to him at 1 a.m., wow. and ever since then, you know, he just thought that, oh, this lady, you know. So we got talking, we got close, uh, close in the sense that I wasn't thinking anything, honestly. So I would come to church late, and I'll, and I'll say, oh, can you reserve a seat for me? Mm-hmm. So I'll sit with him, 
and then I'll be pointing out to him, oh, how about this lady? How about that lady? So here he was trying to hook, hook him up with people and all that, you know. It was really funny. So on one occasion, you know, and then he was always an early bird. He would get to church, like, ch- before church starts. Mm-hmm. I would get to church late. Well, that was, that was like, ways before. And he hated to have to leave his seat and all that. So mm-hmm. on one particular day, I got to church, and somebody was sitting right next to him. I mean, where I would normally sit. Yeah. I was like, I, what happened? And I said, I'm not leaving a seat for you anymore. If you're not going to be disciplined to come to church. And so Aww. we just, you know, become <laughs> friends like that, you know. And um, how did that happen? So I, of course, you know, every single person out there, you, you always pray to God, especially, in, well, back here in Nigeria, you know, going into the new year, you have this prayer list that, you know, you, yeah. you have to talk to God or oh, this thing's on my list. Mm-hmm. And back then it was always, oh, Lord, life partner, you know, you have to give me a life partner. Mm-hmm. I realized that I, we, we started talking and, you know, myself and him, we, we started talking, we'll talk late into the night, mm-hmm. we'll just, we always had stuff to talk about, you know, and for me, we were going on. So I realized, okay, so he said talking about his late wife and mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. and um i had to go for a wedding outside town and um he said he was going to send me his driver and his car to take me and i'm like oh wow that's nice for me i thought he was being nice so i went for this wedding outside town with my friend mm-hmm. and we got back and then you know we had lunch and all that so i remember i was talking to my pastor and my pastor said Somebody is toasting you and you do not know that. And I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> said, how else do you want him to tell you he's interested in you? I said, eh, 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 pastor, calm down. <laughs> See, you come out and say it or I am not going to assume anything, okay? <laughs> so I now started thinking. So say, tell me, let it be pastor, you know, put ideas in my head or yeah. whatever it is. So yeah. I started thinking, could it be true? Could mm. it not be true? Start analyzing everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I remember August... 2013 it was my birthday and um i got this package i got a gift and i got a cake and i got a card Uh -uh. and i was like okay so i remember my boss then said oh this guy is so in love and i'm like what the card didn't even say anything just said happy birthday (laughs) so i remember for the first time he came to my house that night mm-hmm. or that evening after after work because mm-hmm. it was a work day. It was a Monday, actually. I'll never forget. Mm-hmm. And then we got talking and all that. And then I think we got into an argument because... Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I got up from where I was sitting and I went to the to the, my dressing table yeah. and I, I wanted to brush my hair mm-hmm. and all that, you know, like get ready for the night. More like That was also a signal like, hey, I mean, it's time to start going. You exactly. Know? I, I yeah, I get you. yeah, yeah. So when I finished brushing my hair, I turned like sharply and there he was standing right in front of me more like we were face to face. You know, like in the movies. <laughs> that it know? sounds I mean, like a movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, each, each, each time I tell this story, people will go like, wow. But that was actually what happened. So, I mean, if it was in the movies, I mean, of course, you'd kiss and all that. But, hey, this guy is, you know, like, I'm like, okay, what's going on? (laughs) So, there I was staring into his eyes and he was staring into my eyes. So, what broke that stare was he kind of, you know, opened his eyes wide more like, okay, you know, (laughs) kind of, you should get what's happening here by now. Because I was looking like, what's going on? You know, why are you still standing so close? And then what I 
did was, of course, I know how to pretend for Africa. I said, okay, God, I can't, it can't be possible. No, 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 not this guy. So I just stepped back and, I mean, I, I, I of course, for the next few months, I was, that picture never left my mind, mm. you know. And, and you know, on and on. So I remember I left town for a few months yeah. and I was praying one day and I said, Lord, please, Whoever you don't want, you know how we pray those kind of prayers. Whoever you don't <laughs> yes. want in my life, just remove take them. them yes. Because I'm like, I just I can't be this guy. Nah, nah. And I said, Lord, bring whoever you want, not my will, but your will. And then again, I was like, Lord, please send my life partner. Please send my life partner. Okay, mm-hmm. so I've grown, you know, back then, I would say I've matured enough yeah. as a Christian. But I remember I had clearly, because I was the only one I lived alone, yeah. and I had clearly in my spirit, I have answered this prayer. You should just be asking for the grace to go on the journey. Wow. And I'm like, he, I've answered this prayer. I can't be this man now. You know, so I was still struggling with him. So why are you asking me something I've answered? It something like that. I can't remember the exact words. Yeah. So that was how I'm like, okay, so I'm thinking, Lord, so this is the guy. Mm. Okay. And then I remember I spoke to my best friend then, and I told my best friend, how am I going to go from, you know, friend to loving mm. this person? Because, I mean, I just, I wasn't attracted to him, nothing, you know, it was just a friend out there. I mean, I was trying to organize babes for him, like, seriously. <laughs> and then now I'm being told that he's my husband and all that. So, I mean, of course, the rest is history. And all that. So, that's basically it. That's actually so romantic. It sounds like those movies, you know, the American movies that you watch. Oh, that's so sweet. So, that's really how we met. And then, of course, um, and then we started the journey. And um, started getting to know each other, of course, the fights and all of that until we finally walked down the altar mm-hmm. I mean if if God had not said this was your husband honestly speaking I would not have gone on this journey wow. you know yeah. um, not that he wasn't a terrible person yeah. or he was very nice and, but we had a lot of differences and I mean a lot of differences mm. I mean we're both born in the same month you know and <laughs> we're both strong personality people you know so now you can imagine so it was always um, in fact at some point he said to me you're a lion I'm a lion or something like that mm-hmm. but there's always the head lion and I'm like what the heck is that he's <laughs> the head lion so of course, I mean, you know how we are. Like, that man is the head of the home, or something, something to that, or something like um, in the, in the jungle, there's always the leader, or something like that. I mean, he mm-hmm. did call me a lion, well, lion, lioness, whatever. Yeah. But I'm like, what? Are, why? Why are you referring to me as that? So basically, he was trying to say, I'm, you know, I'm, I have a very strong personality. Mm-hmm. So he, does he, or did mm-hmm. he, you know, at the time? Mm-hmm. So he was trying to also understand that, hey, I'm not also someone that can be pushed around yeah but for some reason you know someone had to mellow down for the other and yeah. all those kind of things until we got to know each other and um and then we walked down the aisle what and, year um, what year was that what year did you guys get married? 2014 august 16 okay so it was a very big wedding funny enough yeah thinking that he also wanted to have just about 200 people at, with, at his wedding at our wedding mm-hmm 
I mean, over there, I'm sure it's a two hundred. Two hundred is a big wedding over here. Okay, so so we had about a thousand six hundred people <gasps> at the wedding. Oh my god! We, we rented a hall for like six hundred people, and it, it, I was later told that they had about eight hundred and something people outside You're that couldn't joking. get in. Yeah, because I said to him. My pastor said to him that I've never been married, so he wanted a very small wedding, yes. you know, because this was his second marriage. Mm -hmm. And then my pastor said to him, hey, this lady has never been married, so give her the opportunity to be celebrated. Mm. And I said to my pastor, hey, it's not about being celebrated, it's about one, I come from a very large family. Yeah. A lot of people have waited for me to get married, and then, I mean... Funny enough, most of my, like 99% of my family members fleeing from all over the world wow. to attend the wedding. I mean, I was really honored and all that, you know. Wow. So, and then of course his friends and all that. So it was actually a very big wedding and a beautiful one. Lovely. That's, so that's it. That's, that's amazing. I've never, I've never heard of a wedding of about one thousand six hundred. Oh, come people. to Nigeria, you hear more. And you see, so we didn't um, do like strictly by IV kind of thing. Now. Okay, okay, okay. And then there was no need. I mean, he, we were both, in, in, he was a pastor in the church. Okay. So basically, you're inviting the whole church. Oh so yeah, that's to, true. You, can, that's you, you true. can't give IVs. No. You know, so that kind of wedding. Yeah. No, I no. mean, the pastor of the church is getting married. I mean, hey. Everybody's literally it's an open invitation for everybody. So. Yeah, people want to rejoice with you and all of Definitely, that. Definitely, yeah. And then I mean they were happy to see him get married again. Yeah. I mean it's not easy to lose a spouse. So mm. he lost his spouse and then three and a half years down the line he he found me. Mm. And then I'm like, Okay and then of course I, I was a bit worried, like ha, ah, to marry someone that's married somebody you know <laughs> and of course you know going through the marriage it wasn't very easy I, mm. I remember at some point I said to him hey I'm never going to be able to fit into your late wife's shoes yeah so I so I told him hey I'm coming into this marriage with my own pair of shoe and my shoe size mm. so I'm mm. not going to try to fit into anybody's shoe size so I'm going to wear my shoes mm. so please take your eyes away from whatever shoe size she wears I mean this, this is figuratively yeah you know so because there is always that tendency to compare mm -hmm. and all that you know so it was a bit um, difficult at the initial stages, but I think um, God helped us, basically. You know, yeah. We were able to go through it, and um, I also helped him yes. because I was the exact opposite of his late wife. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm very light-skinned. She mm. was very dark. Mm -hmm. you know, so everything was just in the opposite. A complete opposite, really yeah. Complete opposite, yeah. She was, I think she was a size 8, I'm like a 14, you know, so everything was just, you know... Different. So I, I tried to help him to see that I'm different, yeah. and um, he needs to understand that I'm different. Mm -hmm. But um, like every marriage, you have your teaching period, and um, mm -hmm. God just helped us through it while it lasted. Yeah, I'm so I'm so glad that you brought up that point, um, because I was going to ask you about that about you know his late wife and how was that transition? Um, because obviously, like you said, there would be that comparison and then obviously he's been through another journey before he's met you and then you know he's healing and all of that and then meeting you again so yeah I really love that you brought that that point up because yeah it's really interesting yeah um one thing God helped me I'm not usually the what would I say I was in a relationship year many years ago mm -hmm. and um something broke in me in that relationship 
And ever since then, when I tell people I hardly get jealous, they don't believe me. Mm. I don't know whether I, 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 I said I was going to ask maybe a psychiatrist or something, but I'm normal. <laughs> so, you know, uh, something broke in me. I mean, I, it, was a, it was a very bad, um, it ended badly because the um, person I was dating cheated on me. And of course, I was just naive. I was yeah. much younger, of course. Yeah. You know, and so after that experience, I would never forget after the experience, every other person I've gotten involved with, I, I was always very indifferent about, oh, is he going to cheat? Is he not going to cheat? You know? Yeah. So, here I was. I, I was never going to compete with a ghost, so to mm. say. Mm. You know? So, everything... Okay, for instance, um, I remember weeks leading into the wedding, um, his late wife's picture was still somewhere in the house and all, like, hanging on the wall. Yeah. Everybody had a problem with it. I didn't even notice Wow. So people were like, aren't you going to tell him to take it off? I said, eh, why? Wow. If he wants to take it off, he should take it off. Like, no, he's closed this chapter. He needs to move on. So for me, I didn't notice until people drew my attention to it. Yeah. But I, I was indifferent. I was like, if he wants to take it off, he will take it off. Mm. If he doesn't want to take it off, they said, no, you need to make your stand. You can't, you know how people can yes, advise you when yes. you didn't ask for advice. Yes. You need to make your stand. <laughs> you have to, you can't go into the marriage this way. You have to make your stand and let him know, you know, so many things. And I'm mm. like, I never spoke to him about it for wow. one day i mean even he's on friends they you know they, they they mentioned it at some point and i'm like hey if he wants to take it off you should take it off i later found out that his close friends went to his, the apartment one time he was at work mm -hmm. and then removed all the photographs wow. hanging around the, the the you know so the next time i visited actually he was one that told me that oh this is what my friends did and i'm like oh did you have to wait for them to do it and he said to me was it bothering i said no but I mean, you didn't need to wait for it to bother me. Mm -hmm. And I said, oh, but you didn't say anything. I said, I don't have to say anything. <laughs> I mean, hey, you can put it back if you want. <laughs> so I was that indifferent, you know. Once or twice, you know, when he would want to talk, he would say, oh, the way we used to do this. And I'm like, I'm happy you used the word used, used to. to. So now this is how we're going to do it. Wow. So I was always, you know, letting him know that this is the presence. I am your presence. You know, mm -hmm. so it's not, it wasn't easy for him. Um, again, he married out of his tribe. Mm -hmm. So, um, my tribe people, they know that we don't shy away from a lot of things. Yeah. So sometimes when we are very confident, they, some people could misread it as being rude mm. or bordering on rudeness. So, mm -hmm. uh, and again, I'm the kind of person that I like to speak up. Yeah. So it was a bit of a challenge for him because he wasn't used to that. Mm -hmm. So I, I guess maybe in his uh, previous relationship or marriage, he was always, um, he was used to people doing things his way and him having his way. Mm -hmm. So it was, um, totally different story with me yeah and of course we we clashed quite a lot number of times you know yeah. i remember then you know so i i never got used to uh maybe something was wrong with him and i'll say are you okay he'll say yes he's okay and then maybe he's quiet and i'm like how can you be okay and be quiet you know <laughs> this is somebody i would talk to you till 2 a.m before we got married yeah. and then now you're not talking mm -hmm. so he used to bother me and i'm like oh what's wrong with him i'll be thinking ah did i do anything you know those kind of things mm -hmm. until i woke up one day and i'm like okay i'm gonna ask him is he okay if he says he's okay then i assume he's okay mm -hmm. and since i know he likes to gist so i'll go and look for all the gist in the world and i'll start gisting. <laughs> so i go like honey are you okay so yeah 
So why are you quiet? And he'll go like, am I quiet? So yeah, you're not, you haven't spoken like in a while. So there, there's nothing to talk about. I was like, eh, in this house, nothing to talk about. Okay, fine. <laughs> and then I pull a chair and then I start talking and talking. You know, he would, he would be giving me one, you know, monosyllabic responses. Yeah. And with time, he'll get out of it. So those are part of the strategies I used to draw him out of, you know, who he really was. Yeah. So he kind of opened up to accept me, mm. you know, just to know that, hey, it's not, this is not what it used to be. This is yeah. a different ball game. And um, like I said, after every stage, you know, God helped us. Yeah. So that's basically how I was able to deal with. So the whole late wife thing didn't bother me at all. You know, I don't ever remember that we had an argument or anything over it. Nah. Mm-hmm. If anything, funny enough, I I always talked about her. I wanted to wow. know about her wow. and all that. Yeah, I was quite inquisitive. And then one of the things I also did that impressed him. I mean. Because I heard he told someone, like, I've never seen the kind of person this lady does in that. They said, never seen my kind of person. Mm-hmm. Because, her, her, for instance, her clothes were still somewhere locked up in one of the rooms in the house. Mm-hmm. So when I discovered it, I was like, oh, honey, what are we doing with these clothes? Can we dry clean them and give them out? He was shocked. Wow. I mean, maybe other people would be like, what are her clothes still doing yeah. here? We haven't moved on. And I'm like, ah, ah, why? I mean, I can't be competing with a ghost. She's not there. She's not there. Yeah. So I have to always tell myself she's not here, so she can't be a threat to me. Yeah. So yeah. I go like, honey, can we dry clean this clothes? That was exactly what we did. Wow. We dry cleaned the clothes and we gave out to people that needed them and all that. So I guess I kind of welcomed everything with open arms. Yeah. I mean, God, of course, helping me. Yeah. And um, so that part was never really a challenge for me. Wow. And that is, that's just so lovely. Like, I really commend you for that. And even, you know, like you said, just God leading you in that because um, a lot of people may have issues with that. And, you know, I love the fact that you just said you weren't jealous. And that shows that sort of you knew who you were. And I just, I really, really love the fact that you were like, it's so different like yeah. this relationship was complete opposite to the previous one so it's yeah, yeah, yeah. from the physical aspect I guess from you know the way that the dynamics of the relationship as well even from a tribal perspective you guys are from different tribes so I, I really I really love that and um yeah no I really commend you for that thanks okay so now uh, we're gonna go into your journey into widowhood so talk to us about that okay so um june 21st mm-hmm. or 22nd i'm not sure which of but june 20 something 2016 mm-hmm. so he I, I, okay so um he slept and woke up and started having some pains around the shoulder area and all that. And um, for some reason, the pain deteriorated. You know, like joke, like joke, he went from shoulder pain to something. Yeah. And then when he did a scan, they said spondylosis. I said, what is that? I have mm. to learn how to pronounce the, mm. whatever it was they called it, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, he had to wear a neck support thing, you know, I would massage it. So basically, you know, the thing just started deteriorating, you know. And um, I also noticed he he liked to drink a lot of water. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, when we're eating, I bring my bottle of water. I just leave 150 CL. No, it's not 50. What's the 75 CL mm-hmm. for him? Mm-hmm. He would finish it and ask for more. That's wow. how much he loved water. Mm. You know, so I would I wouldn't even bother sharing. Mm-hmm. So, but I noticed that you know from then on, he just stopped taking fluids, stopped drinking water. I mean, you force him to finish the smallest bottle of you know water. Mm-hmm. So you know, I got worried, and you know, he kind of fell. So he now from the pain thing, he became ill. Mm-hmm. So he was all in and out all this while he was going to work. He would go to work, he would come back. He would go mm-hmm. some days he would go, some days he wouldn't go. So I would go to work, and you know, some days I'll come back and I'll meet him at home. I mean, but it was always the other way around. Yeah. You know, he used to meet uh, meet me back at home, yeah. but this time around, I'll come back and I'll meet him. Mm-hmm. So with that illness, he he traveled. He came to the UK for a few weeks, and he did one or two tests and all that. You know, one thing after another. Up until, um, like I told you, he was a pastor. Yeah. I think two weeks before he passed, he had to preach mm-hmm. in church. I still remember the topic of the message he preached. He preached, God has it figured out. Mm. And I'm like, okay, of course, it was one of those memorable things. I'll never forget that topic. So yeah. I'm wondering, of course, nobody will be thinking that oh, your husband is going to die. Mm. So it was just a case of, okay, whatever it is you're going through, whatever situation you're mm. in, God has it figured out. Exactly. So that was what my take out from, from the message. Yeah. I mean, but two weeks after this man died. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, God. So how did he die? Um, he died on a Sunday morning. Hmm. And um, for some reason, he was a bit... I, I have a feeling he knew he was going to go. Wow. But he spared me the, would I say, the pain, the details, yeah. the whatever it was. Mm. Kind of tried to shield me from it. It's more yeah. like, oh, you know, I, I don't want to worry her because yes. I mean, we, we, we didn't get, we didn't stay married for long. Yeah, yeah. So, and then you're coming to make me a widow. And I'm like, mm. of course, I will, I will fight you with everything inside <laughs> of me, you know. So, I remember the day before he passed. He, we had a church program in the morning, mm-hmm. and of course, being a pastor, he would say it was a 7 a.m. program, yeah. prayer meeting. So he said he was going, and I'm like, bye. I said, ah, bye. Aren't you going? I said, please, I'm tired. Mm-hmm. He said, ah, so what am I going to tell them in church? And I'm like, tell who? He said, hey, they called you. They didn't call me. You are the pastor. Just be going. <laughs> you know? So I remember that conversation clearly. So he went, and then from there, he attended one or two meetings. You know, he didn't get back until like 4 o'clock. So we had that prayer meeting in the morning, and then we had another program in the evening. So I said, okay, since he's done the morning one, let me do the evening one before mm-hmm. they think that I'm no longer a Christian or something, you know. <laughs> so I remember he came back, and then we were just in. That program in the evening started at 4, at mm-hmm. 5. I didn't leave the house until 6.30 because we were talking. I said, honey, I need to go. If I'm going to meet me to this program, let me show face at least. So I went and I came back. He was sitting on his, um, he had this very nice leather red rocket chair. Mm -hmm. And um, I asked if he had had anything to eat. It was just both of us alone Mm -hmm. because um, at some point, you know, the house helped her to go. Mm -hmm. She was was being a nuisance anyway, so... (laughs) so I'm like, okay, it's just both of us. We're both adults. So <laughs> I, um, he said, no, he didn't want anything to eat. Do you want to drink something? No. Do you want this? No. Everything was no, no, no. And I'm like, well, I was hungry, so I went to get food. So I was sitting at the dining and I was eating. And then I now saw, I now looked where he was sitting. I saw tears trickling down his eyes. Oh my God. And I'm like, 
I have never seen this man cry since, you know, I got married to him. Yeah. And then um, he was close to one of my uncles who passed. Mm -hmm. He was the chairman at our wedding. Yeah. You know, so even when my uncle passed, even though they were close, he didn't cry. Hmm. So I'm wondering why is he sitting down quietly and crying? Hmm. So I, went, I stood up and I went to meet him. Honey, are you okay? said yes then you know he he saw that i i, I caught him mm -hmm. he was startled so he quickly said what he said he wears glasses so tears were trickling through the glasses mm -hmm. down his, his cheeks mm -hmm. so i said so but is he okay why are you crying and then he says no i'm not crying that my eyes you know were itching mm -hmm. that when i go to the optician the next time i'll tell him that when they start itching tears will come out mm -hmm. and i was like yeah yeah i was born today right <laughs> I mean, he was crying. It's not just one tear. Tears were flowing. Mm. So, of course, I look at him like, he, God, what's going on in this man's heart? I'm like, are you sure? Do you want to talk about something? Just tell me. Talk to me. What's going on? He said, nothing, nothing. And I'm like, okay. So, I made up my mind that um, I was going to talk to my pastor about it. Yeah. Because at least maybe somebody that he would talk to. That's a senior pastor. Yeah. So, we went. But went to sleep that night, but we only that we didn't sleep because he kept coughing and mm -hmm. coughing. At some point, um, you know, I had to make him sit up, you know. So we literally just didn't sleep. I remember I sent a message to a text message to my pastor at about 3 a.m. to yeah. let him know that, hey, we probably may not be coming to church. I'm going to take him to the hospital yeah. because we've hardly barely slept. Mm -hmm. So he wakes up in the morning, he showers. And he gets stressed and he says he's going to church. I say, where? Which church? I say, hell no. You're not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. I say, we are going to the hospital. He said, no, and after service, we'll go to the hospital. I said, nah, we'll go to the hospital. And then if the doctor says you're fine, then we go to church. Mm -hmm. So he said, no. So I mean, I said, hey, honey, save your energy because it's not going to work. And because I know he can be a bit stubborn. Yeah. So I took all the car keys and I locked them <laughs> in my own car. And I held my own car key in my hand. So I knew, I already prepared my mind. He said, I know that if pastor doesn't see me, pastor will start worried. I said, don't worry, I already sent pastor a message that you're not seeing me well. Mm. They said I was blackmailing him. I said, no, I don't think blackmail is the right word, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then, so I was upstairs getting ready. He was already downstairs. And next thing he was screaming. It was like, well, if you're going to go to the hospital, let's start going. What are you still doing? Mm. You're still rubbing pancake on your face. I said, nah, don't worry. <laughs> I still remember what I wore. Uh, I wore an orange, a red top and a brown pair of pants. Mm -hmm. So I came downstairs and we went to the hospital. He was very weak. Mm -hmm. And that's probably from not, you know, eating well and yeah, all that. Yeah, drinking well, yeah. And the doctor said, um, so I, I thought he they should have kept him in the hospital. Yeah. But the doctor said he was fine to go back home and sleep, that he should sleep and give him some pills to sleep mm -hmm. but since we didn't get enough sleep and all that mm -hmm. so we came home and um he likes to eat okra yeah you know so i went into the freezer and i brought out the okra i was like oh, okay i'm gonna give him okra for lunch that maybe he'll like it mm -hmm. and um he had custard that morning mm -hmm. so i asked if he wanted anything i said now nah, water no this no of course everything was always no 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 mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. and um he said um he wanted to read newspaper the papers at dailies yeah. so i mean he always read 
a lot. So I said, ah, uh-uh, ah, shut your eyes so that you can sleep. Yeah. Why do you want to start reading again? I mean, try and sleep because at that point, I didn't sleep at night and I was really tired. Yeah. So I knew that people not seeing us in church because, you know, pastors, they sit in front of the front room mm-hmm. and all that. Mm-hmm. So our seats were vacant. So I knew a lot of people were going to come around after service because they also knew that he, wasn't, he hasn't been feeling well for a while. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to catch a nap so that when they start coming, because I have to play the host, you know. Yes, of course. So um, I tried to beg him to sleep, said he wanted to read papers. I said, okay, fine. So I said, okay, I was going upstairs, I'll, I'll be back shortly. So mm-hmm. I went upstairs to change and all that. I happened to have fallen asleep. Oh. I just fell asleep. Mm-hmm. And then I think it was a call, phone call that woke me up. The gate man said that um, he was he locked himself out or something. And like, oh dear, I have to come all the way downstairs and then go to the, you know, this jam lock thing. Mm-hmm. I have to go and open the gate. So coming downstairs, I saw him sitting right there on his chair and then he was gone. Wow. And I'm like, oh no, oh no, it's not possible. You know, I flew from the middle of the, as in, like, I don't know how I jumped, you know, I tried to, this was, a, but I checked the time when I went upstairs and when I came, that was barely an hour. Wow. You know, I remember before I went upstairs, I, when I said I was going upstairs, I was coming down soon, mm-hmm. shortly, he said, thank you. And I turned and I looked at him, thank you. And I'm wondering, so which of them are you thanking me for now? Mm. As in, so that was actually the last thing he said to me. And, um, wow. No, he was gone. It was, I was just shaking. I was like, it's not possible. So I called my neighbor Mm -hmm. and all that, you know, we were able to drive him to the hospital. And then, of course, I called my pastor and people started coming. So I I was in shock because um, to me, he was just, you know, because he only just got back from vacation. So he was always doing me like, oh, he traveled. He'll soon be back. He'll soon be back. Mm -hmm. He'll soon be back, you Mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. So the whole burial thing, I was just like a zombie. I think that's what they call them. If you say stand, I'll stand, sit, sit. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. someone said that I was just in a state of shock. So everything that happened, the funeral, everything, I had no idea how it happened. I mean, I till tomorrow I give kudos and I thank God for my pastors and my church members, you know, because they took care of everything. Then his best friend as well, you know. So basically mine was just to sit down, receive visitors, stand up, mm. uh, cry, keep quiet, mm. cry, keep quiet, drink tea if I could. Mm. Food, of course, food was not my friend. Mm. Oh, for, you know how Africans are. For us, for us, she will eat, yeah. she will eat. And then when you start crying, they're like, ah, stop crying, stop, mm. someone come and hold you. Mm. At some point, in fact, people were even, there was something that made me laugh one time. I was crying. And then somebody was trying to hold me so that I would stop crying. The other mm. person said, leave her alone, let her cry. So I said, let her cry, let her cry. My fear, she's suppressing the tears. The tears will still come out. Mm. If she cries, then she'll get tired and there will be no more tears to cry. I mean, mm. that made me laugh. So from crying, I started laughing because there was just a lot. There was just a lot of drama around me, you know. But um, all these things, I was just like, okay, everybody's gonna go. And eventually, when everybody went, I mean, yeah. after the funeral and all that, yeah. it was just me. Mm. And I'm like, wow. So it, this is it, basically, yeah. you know. And um, every, of course, I would not lie to you. I've been a Christian for a very long time. Yeah. But can, I, I did not open the Bible to say I was reading the Bible. Yeah. Nah. There was nothing to read. No. I mean, I didn't. I just didn't open the Bible. People. So basically, you know, people would come around you. Mm. So the prayers they prayed there was the prayer I prayed. Yeah. You know. But yeah. I always remember something. I always kept the only prayer I remember praying was Lord help me. Mm. Lord help me. 
Lord help me because I mean I didn't even know how I wanted him to help me but I was just like Lord help me because I didn't I could not just relate with the next step to take who who I was you know because that's just a whole life in front of me and then how am I going to get through it so I waited and I got married and then now the man is no more as in how how do you explain that Mm -hmm. so I couldn't absorb that you know Mm -hmm. so every day was um like okay i sleep i wake up yeah i sleep i wake up so i'm just coasting through life so at work they gave me about two months off but i took only one month okay and i returned to work because i had to occupy myself Mm. you know so a lot of things happened family and all of that it was a bit traumatic for me i can imagine but it made me stronger Mm. you know for some reason because it dawned on me that I was all by myself yeah. in this world, you know. And, um, oh, I have a stepdaughter, mm-hmm. by the way. Yes, okay. Know, so, how old is she? Or yeah, how old was she at um, the time? She's 19 this year. Okay. So, um, we were, she stays with her mom's people. Okay. Her mom's um, relatives, mm-hmm. you know. So, because they literally wanted me to heal and move on and, of you course, know, all those yeah. things, story, story, story. So, um, I remember one morning, so I had to stay with my cousin in Ikoi. Mm-hmm. One morning, I was getting ready for work. I was right in front of the mirror. And, you know, of course, health-wise, I wasn't doing well. Yeah. They were pumping me with pills because my blood pressure was up. Everything was wrong. You know, but I wasn't I wasn't sick in bed, but everything my system was wrong. Yeah. I was thinking, I was having constant headache. Mm-hmm. You know, day after I was taking pills to sleep because I couldn't sleep for days, mm. you know, for weeks. So standing in front of the mirror, I was doing my makeup and I heard it loud and clear. Stop worrying, I will take care of you. Mm. So I thought my cousin said something. I was like, Oh, I called, her. I said, Chichi. She wasn't there. I looked around the room. I was all by myself, and I'm like, okay. So this is how it is when they say God spoke. Mm. Because I, I didn't hear it in my spirit. I heard it loud wow. with my two ears. You know, I'm like, okay. So for some reason, that has been what has... I mean, there's no Bible passage that says Psalm chapter 1, but mm. now. So I know that there's every... Of, of course, Isaiah, you have that place in there, you know, fear not, I will be with you and all mm-hmm. of that. But what was said to me was, stop worrying, I will take care of you. So basically paraphrasing, you know, Isaiah, where God says, you know, I will uphold you with my right hand and mm-hmm. all that. So I made that my favorite quote. So anytime I run into anything, I'm like, Lord, you said you would take care of me. Mm. So please take care of me in this matter. Mm. So that became a prayer point for me every time. And then again, another scripture that I always held on to was, um, what I held on to the back then was, um, I'm the husband of the widow, defender of the widow, yeah. father to the fatherless. Yeah. So I tell people that care to listen that um, anytime I, I kneel down, I play that card before God. Mm. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm never stingy to bring it out. I bring it out before <laughs> you say in Jesus and say, Lord, remember you said you are the husband of the widow. I said, Lord, if my husband was here, 
he will sort this out. Mm. He will sort out the rent. Mm. He will sort out the bills. Mm. Of course, you know, when I'm running low on cash or something, mm. that, that, that's usually when the, the, the headaches start coming. Because, I mean, <laughs> things I would not normally... I mean, I don't know nothing about cars. Mm. So I have a... Pro, I start, one morning, I got ready to go to work. I entered my car. I started the car. I couldn't start. I started crying. Yeah. yeah. Because I, I didn't I know, know what next to do. Yeah. I mean, I had someone that sorted out all those things. Thank you for listening to Chi-Chi's story. Tune in next week for the rest of it and we will be discussing the loss of physical intimacy and finding comfort in the Holy Spirit. Speak soon.